and we're back once again, middle of second period again. Yeah. So, uh, do I need these or ah, if you want fine. them? All right. So we're here with a couple more people, and Chris will do the introductions here to do a little. Yep. Bit this is uh, this will be uh, pretty much my lead period or my segment. Uh, welcoming to the show two of my longest running best friends from childhood, uh, BJ Hebison, Dan Sire. Uh, two of the old riverboat crew from growing up in St. Peter's. We really we need like a gang sign, which I don't know what that would be. Yeah, that works for me, sure. Um, so Dan was the uh, the first friend of mine as a kid that I ever knew that played hockey, and took me to my first hockey game. And, and tried to get me to learn how to skate. It was a terrible experiment. It ended very badly. Um, but, you know, Dan was kind of the first guy to be like, you should watch hockey. And then uh, I went to my very first Blues game with BJ and also went to what is to date the best game I've ever been to okay, so I, with BJ. Hibbles. Let me just bring that up. And let's talk about that because I'd like this. to introduce a new segment to this entire podcast. Go for it. And I don't know what you want to call it. Let's we can come up with that right now. <laughs> blues memories, you know, blues classics, whatever you want to say. I'll call it something clever. Oh, blues, blues, blues scrapbook. scrapbook. There you go. Okay. Scrapbooking with BJ. Okay. There, oh, there blues you go. Scrapbook. Drunken memories. Which is you know. There you go. Okay. How about four beers with BJ? <laughs> That's it. You got it. We have just figured it out. Four beers. Four beers with BJ. And there's a story behind that as okay. well, which we need to get into. I need to, I need to see. But yeah. that may be in the next podcast. Okay. Because that takes some time. It does. But that will be the new segment. We're going to call it Four Beers with BJ. Right. So I'm going to let Chris talk about what I'm about to bring up. Sure. Because... We are talking about 93, correct? Nobody tells a story better than Chris. We're talking about 93? I'm going to talk about April. I'm going to guess 25th, somewhere in that ballpark. Roughly, we can look up the date. Uh, Game four, Blues Blackhawks, 1993, Stanley Cup, first round. The Blues sweep the Blackhawks at the old arena. Yep. The Blues were the eight seed, and the Hawks were the one. Correct. You got it. And um, I I remember going going into this game... Curtis Joseph had had two back-to-back shutouts against the Hawks and really just shut down one of the best offenses in hockey that year. Uh, this is a team that had Jeremy Roenick, Chris Chelios, Ed Belfour in goal. They were a stacked Blackhawks team, and it was the Blues team that really kind of underperformed. You had Brett Hull, obviously, Brendan Shanahan. We had made a trade in the middle of the year and got rid of Adam Oates, Brought in Stefan Kintal and uh, a center named Craig Janney. Like wearing his jersey, which right is now. the jersey that Chris so, is wearing right now. Well, on the eighth day, God created Craig. So yeah. As this game goes on, it's a back and forth game, and um, the Blackhawks break Curtis Joseph's shutout streak, but the game goes to overtime. And as we were prone to do, because we were 16-year-olds at the time, 16, 17? 16 years old. Sir. Yeah. Uh, we would make bets on who was going to win. And usually the bets were based around whose jersey. Oh, Christ, that was bad. On uh, on whose jerseys we were wearing, which for me was my Craig Janney jersey. 
For our buddy Ryan was a Garth Butcher jersey. For our buddy Tony was an Nelson Emerson jersey. Um, and obviously myself, I'm like, oh, Craig Janney's going to score the goal. Janney wasn't much of the goal scorer as much as he was the setup guy. All in about front the of us. Do you want in, a date real quick? Yes. You're right on April 25th. Close. April 25th. Yeah. April 25th. We were one day off. Okay. Close. Very close. Okay. Good. So there was a crowd of uh, drunken Chicago fans in front of us. And they were, you know, giving us a hard time because we were kids. But you could tell that, like, they were starting to get a little angry at the fact that they weren't winning. Yeah, but also talk about the seats. We were high up. I, I don't think you could have gotten another row higher than us. Um, and they were also what we call limited view. Right. They were like $20 playoff tickets. Ugh. And they were limited view because there was a beam yeah. right in front of our face. So you could see one goal, You couldn't but not see the, the other. other. So thankfully for us, overtime is happening for the Blues skating towards the goal we can see. Okay. And... As everyone remembers as a Blues fan, this is the goal where, where Belfort goes to play the puck behind the net, collides with, uh, with Brett Hall. The puck comes to the point, and Janney just flings it in front of the goal, bounces off Belfort, goes in, and Belfort goes apeshit. It breaks his stick. So we lose our minds in front of these Blackhawks guys who just Along want to get the, the hell away. the crowd. Right. These guys just want to get away. And we follow them out of the arena, just yelling at them. A bunch of punk 16-year-olds yelling BS at these guys from Chicago who probably paid a lot of money to come down to St. Louis and watch the playoffs. Oh, yeah. I mean. But it gets better. So we get into the car, and we're driving up uh, Oakland Avenue. And we've got, like, our broom stuck out of the window okay. with a jersey on but it. Let, before you go there, let me just take you back. All right. Because I want you to go I want you to go there with the whole what you're, yeah, yeah. what you're about to get to. But because it was a Blues-Blackhawks game, tensions were high. Oh, yes. Okay. So yes. parking lot beforehand, I don't know if you remember, remember this or not. But what happened was there was a, a good fight that broke out between Blues and Blackhawks fans. Fans. Okay. They were about to get into it in the middle of that, you know, par- if you want to call it a parking lot, that's what it was. But sure. it was really just crushed rock. Right. You know. Uh, there was no lines. You just found a place. You found an opening. You parked your car. Blues, Blackhawks. Blues, fan gets into it with the Blackhawks fan. Obviously, the Blackhawks fans were pissed off. They're going to go fisticuffs. They're going to get into it. We're, we're ready to go. Big fight about to break out. Circle forms because that's what you that's do. That's what you do. I don't care where you're at, but that's what happens. Cop comes. Do you remember what the cop says? These two are going to get into it. Blues fan, Belfort jersey, our Blackhawks fans, Belfort, Belfort jersey, Blues fan, uh, Joseph jersey. Okay. They're going to go. They're going to fight. Cop gets in, in the middle of it. Do you remember what I the don't. cop says? I don't. You don't remember? No. Classic line. 
I, I completely forget. And I can cuss on this, right? Yes. Cop looks at both of them and says, I'm going to drop you like a fucking rock if you don't walk away. Right here, right now. You it's were right funny. there, Chris. I, now, I remember, th- I remember a similar story with, and I don't remember if you were at this game, but when it was a Red Wings game, and the Red Wings fan had like pulled the Blues jersey off of another fan and got into his car. And the Blues fan jumped on the hood of the car and yeah. was kicking the windshield. Yes. yes. And the cop rolled up and said, get off his car. And he goes, he's got my fucking jersey. Yeah. And the cop goes, get off the car before I drop you like a bad habit. Yeah. Okay. I remember that too. This was and that was classic as well, but this was act the actual blues. Wow, weapon. I don't remember that, but okay, that's awesome. That happened. So now everybody's revved up. Because the blues we just won. won. We beat them in overtime. We sweep the Blackhawks. Yep. We fucking beat Ed Belfort. Yep. Great fight. That happens. We start to drive we away. We start to drive away. Happens, Chris? We're driving down Oakland Avenue. And remember, this is the time when right at the corner of Oakland and Kings Highway, is where Channel 2 used to be. Yep. So Tom O'Neill, good old St. Louis's own Tom O'Neill, <laughs> walks up to our car. Well, let's describe Tom O'Neill. Because Nerd. What you say? Nerd. Description over. Nerd. Perfect. But also well built. Yeah. A bit muscular. He's a horse. And bald. He's and bald. Bald, sure. Okay. Walks up to us in our car, 16-year-olds, and goes, Hey, guys, what just happened? Bam! And sticks a microphone in the car. My one buddy goes, we just swept the Blackhawks. That would be Ryan Ryan Wallace. Gives it the Ric Flair. And And he actually has a broom. Right. Actually has a broom. And BJ sticks his head up from between the two front seats and goes, going to take it all the way. And they cut it off right in the middle. So what happens is Tom O'Neill puts that mic in front of my face, and I'm driving. Yeah. I give a good, I would say, two to three-minute speech on how we just swept the Blackhawks, and we're going to take the Red Wings, and this is how we're going to beat them. Yeah, yeah. This is great. All you get is Ryan Wallace going. So what happens? So what happens? We go home. We watch the newscast. We see Ryan, our buddy, going crazy in the back, talking about the broom, and we just swept. They come to me. I give a two-minute speech, mind you, before this all happened. What did they say? Going to take. We're going to take. And they cut it. (laughs) I get nothing. I get nothing. My knee got in frame. That's all I got was my knee. I never got on TV or anything, so I never got into the big, uh, a big game atmosphere. Close thing I got was Winter Classic. So no, Winter Classic was, was that's fantastic. probably number two on my list of games. But it's hard just because of like it's the atmosphere, it's not the game. The atmosphere, the atmosphere of that yeah. game, who the opponent was, like the fact that it was my buddies. We were sixteen. It was like <laughs> one of our first real adventures, like being able to drive by ourselves. Didn't have a care in the world. Yeah, and, man. Like our biggest care was like. It's Saturday. Let's go home and eat donuts that I probably brought home from Audie's Donuts. You know, what we just gave you is a great classic memory of the 93 season. Yeah. And one of the best games ever of that entire season. But really what we're talking about is some great memories. 
Absolutely. And these are memories that you don't forget. Yeah. And that entire 93 season and 94 season and even 95 season because back then you could buy tickets for 450 limited view. Yeah. You know, we went down there on a regular basis. Yeah. And we would eat at Steak and Shake right there on Hampton and yep. McCausland beforehand. And it was dirty plates and it was nasty food. But we loved it. Right. And every part of it was nostalgic and it was a memory that you don't forget. Absolutely. And here we are, 40, 40 years old yeah. and beyond, and we still talk about it to this day. Of course. So that's what the blues means to me, and I yep. think that's probably what it means 100%. To 100%. I can't, even though it's a new, different arena, I can't go to a game and not think about the games at the old barn. And that's always top of mind. That game is always right up there. And I think, Chris, that if we really sat here and thought about it, that anybody that's listening to this podcast and anybody that's watching the game right now, they all have those types of memories. 100%. And that what's make, that's really what makes a true Blues fan. Agreed. Well said. Well said. Well, that's, that's probably one of the more insightful things I think we've ever Damn. said on this thing. I so that we, was deep. We almost have to end on that because that's too good not to end. Yeah, that was that good. Too. All right. Well, good. We're good. Thanks for both you guys for being here. We'll wrap it up there. We'll be back in a little bit. Right, so this will be a new segment, and we'll call it Four Beers with Chris Frank. <laughs> there we go. See you guys. All right, we're back once again at the Blue Note Sports Bar and Grill, and we got the man, Jeff Ponder, from Let's Go Blues Radio. Uh, let's see, Bash Brothers Podcast. Oh, that's old. That's yeah. where I first found you, though, you think yeah. about it. It might have been Let's Go Blues Radio. No, the first sure. one that you ever heard me on was St. Louis Blues Radio. Ah, that's the one, St. Louis Radio. Which we changed it because we were like, well, uh, that might be a copyright, copyright infringement. Uh, copyright, copyright. Meh. That's never stopped us. It's never stopped us. <laughs> but uh, so Jeff is, like I said, in probably two or three times already, like instrumental in getting things going. Like I found you on the, like a St. Louis Blues Radio and really liked it. And then I'm like, I want to do that. And Jeff was super kind to some guy just emailing him and asking him questions to help him set up a podcast. And he did it and spent a lot of time. You were our first emailer. I know. So I was I, just telling your friends that. they After our first show, we had put it again. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, these people over here. Yeah, we don't know their names, but we're going to mention them on your podcast. Um, I don't know their names. I'm sure you do. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> go ahead. But, yeah, so. but no, our first show, we got an email from you. Uh, just talking about how much you love the show, and uh, you know, we we at first were like, "Whoa, we somebody's actually listening." Yeah, that's and, I, I know the feeling. So yeah, exactly. And it's, it's fun it's when a, that happens. It's a really cool feeling, and and then you know, as time went on, as we got into about four, five, six, seven episodes, you started telling me you were interested in doing your own podcast, and I remember even telling my co-host Kurt Price, "Hey, that Jason guy's been emailing me saying he wants to start his own podcast." I, this is new territory for me. Is this competition? Yeah. Do we? Is oh, he a yeah, friend? What do we do? And he's like, 
I don't know. So luckily, I took you on as a friend. Yeah. And uh, the rest is history. Yeah. So, and it's been great. So like, a hundred shows in, we got things, everything got set up. And you probably been on, I would say, a handful over the time we've done this. I know we've done a couple of shows in the summer because for a while, you still are relatively close to my house to a degree. But yeah. I moved technically closer to Jeff, not on purpose. <laughs> yeah, but right. I was closer That's to what Jeff. he tells you. Yeah, yeah, but I was closer to Jeff, so it was like real quick hop for you for a while there because we did like a bunch of shows for a while there where you came over, so it was real mm-hmm. nice. So, And I always thought you were a super knowledgeable fan, super knowledgeable person, personable Make things fun. That's and, what my mom tells me. Uh, that's what. But anyway, <laughs> awesome human being, and thank you for everything for helping us with this. And that's the best I can come up with, as sincere as I can come. No, right and now, I so. appreciate it. And, and I mean, you guys have done a great job. Thank I you. Mean, to be honest, I mean, Jason, when you did the show by yourself, that that's hard. I've done shows by myself. It's not easy. You're basically trying to bounce ideas off yourself. And you persevered through it, and then you found this wonderful big lug right here. That's me. That's yeah, him. Yeah. And and uh, you guys have just done a great job together. I listen to every show. You guys are so much fun to listen to. And uh, I, I, you know what? I inspired you. It's what I tell myself every night before I go to bed. True, so true. It's, it's a great feeling. True. And on, and <laughs> you say that, but honestly, you did because I was like, that guy's really good, and it's like I had the same thoughts as him. Like. I should say that this this guy like, has opinions like I yeah. do. So well, it's like it was similar with minds. That's why I was like, okay, like I'm not the one who thinks that way. You know, it's like I think that's the one thing that I picked up from from Jeff early on in this is you know I had, I had, I had a background in radio, but as far as podcasts, it's kind of a different monster. But whenever you deal with something sports related or something that is equal parts analytical and passion, you have to learn how to balance both. And I think, you know, and, and, and you helped me realize that, that what makes Jason and I work is that Jason's the guy that when I go, this guy's dumb. Why did we trade for him? He's not going to do anything. Jason can go, well, actually, and break down like the ins and outs of what's going on. And I think you need that to appeal to a, a broad range of hockey fans. You have fans who really want the analytics and the breakdowns of, of statistics and things like that. And then you've got, like, I really consider myself, like, every hockey fan in St. Louis as far as, like, I know the game and I know the dudes and, like, and I can tell you some of the stats, but he'll break down Corsi stats and I'm like, yeah, dude, what do you say? You know what I mean? But I, I think that you helped us find that balance of where we both needed to be to push a show forward to where you don't fall asleep behind the wheel listening to numbers, 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 numbers. Right. But yet, if you're looking for something that's more than just guys gossiping about hockey, there's meat on the bone when you listen to the show. Right, and and that's, that's the beauty. And and let's be honest, the reason that we start, why, why I started a podcast, and I know you guys are the same, is because there's not enough hockey coverage in St. Louis. No. And, and when you do get hockey coverage on some of these radio shows, it's surface level at best. Exactly. It's hey, Jake Allen gave up a weak goal. Okay, yeah, and then Tarasenko scored a goal. I mean, it's 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 very much surface level. You get actual people, actual fans, people who watch the game, who study the game, get to know the game. These are the people that podcast. Right. Why? And there are so many blues podcasts now, and and I know it's that great. we we all like to talk about on our podcast, and we're the original. 
St. Louis Blues podcast, you guys were right behind us. Right. You know, and you guys have always been there giving your opinion about the sport, about the game, about the Blues, and that's what people want. They want real opinions, and they, you know, they, they want the real opinions, but they want people to be able to say, hey, here's why our opinions matter, and right. they give the facts behind it. You guys do a great job of that. I feel like my show does a good job of that, and it's so important to be able to keep that up every week, every show, and that's why a lot of shows don't last because they can't keep up that type of knowledge. Right. But you guys, and and not just not just bread and uh, uh, buttering your bread, we do the same too. Sure. And that's why shows last. And, and I agree. That's why you guys are going to reach two hundred and three hundred. Well, and I I think you hit on something is that there's so many podcasts now, and we're not competition. We can all bounce ideas off each other. We can all cameo on each other's shows. Because at the end of the day, we're all Blues fans, and we're all trying to give fans a voice, and a voice, like you said, that is missing in in St. Louis mainstream media. Yep, I agree. And that's, I mean, I, I was, I, I've done the media thing, I've right. done the radio thing, and I know you have too, Chris. And again, and, and, and you know, we, we, I know that uh, Donnie Fandango, uh, fantastic hockey fan yep. speaks his mind on 105.7 if you don't listen to Donnie Fandango why not um, it's kind of funny that you get in-depth hockey talk on an alternative right. radio station but he's yeah. he's one of maybe five people who will speak his in mind all of St. Louis who will speak his mind and knows the game yeah and you just you're not getting that anywhere else and that's why this world needs podcasts. They yep. need people like us Agreed. to speak our mind about what's going on with this team. Yeah. And you guys have done a tremendous job, and, and I, I commend you guys for 100 episodes. Fantastic. Yeah, so I appreciate it. So uh, we'll wrap it up here because the second period just started, and it's getting loud in here. So cool. um, where can people find you uh, for Let's Go Blues Radio? So first of all, I want to say I'm glad to see you guys are wearing shoes this episode. Yes. That's true. <laughs> That's true. I'm not in Jason's house. I actually have shoes on That's great. Yeah. And, That's and pants. Oh, well, you look good with pants on. But I imagine you probably look good with pants off as well. I do all right. <laughs> uh, well, if you want to listen. Oh, boy, we're losing. Oh, what a surprise. One nothing, One nothing stars. Uh, well, I will wrap this up quickly then. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at jponder94. Uh, you can also find my show, Let's Go Blues Radio, at lgbradio.com or at letsgoblues.com slash radio and guys again congratulations on 100 episodes you guys have done a great job love listening to you guys keep it up don't give up i know sometimes podcasting gets tough but keep it up and uh keep up the analysis your fans love it and i'm one of those people yep so oh, we'll, we'll keep going so yeah thank you i appreciate all the kind words and that's how the Blues can turn this around. one nothing in the second. So, Well, people listening to this show will know if they turned it around. Yeah, well, that's hopefully. true. So, that's or, true. Or they know it's downhill. Either way. So right. Keep we're it either going to be really happy or we're going to start drinking a lot. Yeah, that's well, way. I'm doing both. Or right. both. <laughs> All right. Huh, more to come, guys. See you. This is our final segment.
of the night. Saving the, I would say, the best and most important for last. Yeah, I'll say most, most important. Obviously. So, uh, Mr. Blue's Hat is here you, at the Blue Note Sports Bar. Let's just call him who he is, and he's, I would say, pre- Twitter president yeah. of Blue's Twitter. I would King. say so. King, King is better. King, Emperor. King. It's, Emperor. it's a dictatorship. Emperor, is Emperor of Blue's Twitter. Yeah. Dick Tater. Yeah, Dick yes, Tater. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. So, thanks for being here. Uh, thanks for coming oh, out tonight. It's been glad to be here. The thanks game, is, I honestly been so busy, I've caught bits and pieces, so I can't even tell you if it's been good, bad, or okay. Yeah, it sucks. Okay, so there we are. So, you've been able to watch. So, I know it's one nothing. That's all they've seen so far. I, I'm pretty sure that if I recorded this game, I could use it to fall asleep anytime oh, I need it. Well, I don't understand what the problem with this team is, and it seems like it's a problem that plagues them. Every season from about November to mid-February, every year. So so here's the interesting thing. I was asked a few times before the season, where do you expect the team to be? And I'm like, I really see this team struggling to make the playoffs. We we said the same. Which which is where we were. And then I looked like an idiot for the first few months of the season as they they took off and, and... were you know leading at some points leading the league in wins, yeah. uh, but honestly, this is about what I expected of this team. Um, now, why why we can play with our second string guys and and, uh, and and win, and we get our regular team back and lose? <laughs> I really struggle to understand what, I do too. what that is. Um, is, is it a heart thing with these guys? You look over you know, the last few years. You don't years. want to think that, but how many years have we said, like, exactly. it's been going on, and you've you've virtually turned the roster over, minus uh, a few three, guys, guys. three or four guys. Right, like, right. you'd say Steen, you'd say Berglund, Petro. Mm-hmm. That's that, about that's it, right? About I mean, it, yeah. And maybe, maybe Bo Meester to a degree that was close to that time, maybe. Uh, I but think overall, Bo Meester is a different enough player. I, I don't think he's one of the quote-unquote young guys Yeah, because he, he came to the team a little older. Um, but but the guys that, that, that kind of grew up with this team that were forced into a spot uh, to produce probably before they were ready, uh, they were brought to the big club without really having any – minor league experience learning yeah. how to win um I, I think that's hurt this team yeah because you look at during the check-its era at least you had exactly. to they had to kind of get some people in there like yep had to Bergen was looked upon the building, his, and then they brought up Bergwin and backless and uh, ba- bacchus and oshi and perron was there first perron, you know, perron right. with the white and skates and that was like that was the story for a while because perron had white skates and like that's how much blues fans wanted to have some kind of some news or something to talk about. Like you're talking about the guy skates because you know, like I think it was it Murray wasn't a fan. Was it Murray or Hitch? Murray. It was Murray. It was Murray. Murray wasn't a fan. So you're sitting there like you turn the roster over from that core to kind of like the Bacchus, Petrosteen, uh, maybe Schwartz, maybe Tarasenko-ish core. Maybe they're on the outside looking in, almost there. But that's right. like the core right there. And yeah, then you turn yeah. those guys over. And now you're looking at the Schwartz, Tarasenko, still Petro, Petro. right. Maybe you're looking at Pareko even, maybe. And now maybe Allen because they signed him to that contract and they have faith in him. And once again, you're having the heart problem. So what's it like? I, 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 I struggle with the answer to that question. Yeah. And I think that's and why. And you turned over coaches, too. Like yeah. How many coaches have you turned over? I so. mean, we've burned through. Let's go Quinville, Murray, 
uh, Payne, he's a Hitchcock. Kitchen, kitchen, kitchen in between that. Kitchen, yeah, yeah. like Well, Kitchen was awful, but I mean, that's a different story. I just so – I, I think the reason why that loss against Nashville really just burned me was because that old phrase of, well, we took the foot off the gas again came up. And I'm like, I'm done with that. I don't ever want to hear that again. We've heard that for five years. Well, I mean, you have a, a three-goal lead on the road in, in the final period, and you shouldn't lose that game. Ever. Period. Ever. Um, but I don't know if you followed my tweets earlier, but I, I do blame the players somewhat, but I'm, I'm really beginning to wonder if there's not an internal management problem. I think there's a lot of – a lot of guys that we have in, in management that are old school that are are not evolving with the game and are, are bringing this team back. That's interesting. That's an interesting thought. I never kind of thought of it that way, that it could be. I mean, you you it, know, we've, got, we've got some guys. Well, is technically around. He's supposed to be like an advisor Affleck, or something You've got something McKinnis. Like you've got guys that great players. Probably have great insight in, into players, but as far as management guys, I'm not sure they're keeping up with the times yeah, of, of how the even. game is that's a great That's a great thing to bring up. I and mean, it kind of goes back to we talked about years ago with, you know, why the great players make terrible coaches. And you look at the Gretzky experiment in Arizona – and I think it's because the game came so easy to them. Exactly. That they have unique talent right. that doesn't translate to other people. I can't relate to you because I was so much better than you. Right. I mean, uh, it's true. I mean, I just, you know, Gretzky, greatest player of all time. I mean, how, how do you relate to somebody that doesn't have your level of talent? Exactly. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's one of those things where. That's why fans have been so anxious for this trade deadline because they think it's finally time for things to happen. Sell. I, I don't know I if don't sell, think it's, sell yeah, is what think, it's time for. I don't think it's time for them Boy, to Boy, you know it. what? I hate to say it, but I, I don't know if I disagree. I really think that with the exception of a couple of players on this team. There are about five players I'd stick with. Yeah. Rest. Give me the cap space and let's start over. And, and, and we don't have to talk about a rebuild. I mean, we could retool we got, really easily. Right we could now. retool with the cap space, with getting rid of a few of the, the key big money guys, yeah. um, and We're replacing them away. with some other big money guys. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at if you get rid of guys in the off season. I'm a proponent of Stastny staying on, but this is my this is my thing though. Listen, I know I see your face. Oh, you see, oh, see my wait, face. My, my eye is twitching. Okay. Ow, ow. Listen to me though. So this is my thing: is if you trade. Or get, somehow get rid of Berglund and Saboka and move Stastny to the third line. That's my thing. And then you have to upgrade that second line center position because but who Stastny, you go and Stastny, get? that's the thing I don't know. I, unfortunately, I don't have the answers. My the thing is, of course, Dream World, you want to hope Tavares is a free agent. You ain't going to get Jonathan Tavares is not that, coming to St. Louis. But that's yeah. my thing. Is that second There's line center, you got to figure it out. Is Robert Thomas the answer? I don't think next year, unfortunately. No. I like Robert him. Thomas, I think you're three years away. Yeah. But Stastny it would be least, yeah. a third-line center that would actually have enough skill to actually make something happen. Like, I think – I'm not 100% sure who said it on Twitter. You might be able to help me on this one. Where Berglund has five assists on a year, and none of oh, them – like and, and they were like, none of, none of them were primary. Right. The only one they were primary is when 
he took a shot and somebody got the rebound because he's shooting at the net. It wasn't the other primary has been defenseman. Yeah. So he's like two of his five, and he's like not doing it. So third period started, and of course they didn't finish the start. So so on the heels of the replay we just saw, let's talk about what the hell is wrong with Vladimir Tarasenko. Is it mental? Is there an injury that's not being disclosed? I think it's seriously. Because something's wrong. I think it's the weight of the team. I think he knows things are not going the way. I agree with you. I I think it's. uh, And he wants to do something. He's a superstar of the team. He'd like to score all the time. Yeah. Um, But with the changing lines and sometimes the scrubs that he's getting put with. When you um, had Saboka on your line for 10 to 15 well, games. And Yashkin was playing on his line Yashkin was there for game. a handful of games. I mean, yeah. seriously? I don't get that. I mean, I've always said, like, Yashkin, I think the ship sailed two years well, ago. Yeah, why, why Yashkin is up here and, and uh, Sanford Thompson is down. Is and Bar- you know, Barbashev is finally here. He, he's still learning the game, so I think there's still time for him to grow. But guys, like, I'd rather see Zach Sanford. Uh, I said back to Zach Sanford. Obviously, he's getting conditioned right now, so that's fine. But when it's time... I would love to see Tage Thompson. Like, yeah, he's going to struggle this year, but give give him the experience this year then. Right. So right. the next year when you exactly. get hopefully get some cap space, hopefully get the retool, that guy's had 50 games to figure it out. So he knows what he needs to do in the offseason. He knows what he needs to do during the season to keep himself in shape, keep himself ready well, to go. The Sabotka thing to me has been an entire mistake. Why he's are we not bringing the same him back? Am I reading this right? Player. That the Stars have 10 shots on goal? Yeah, apparently, yes. that's correct. We've, Total? we've doubled them up. Yes. We've doubled the shots. They're winning one to nothing. All right. Yeah, so it, the Saboka thing, like, I remember the whole thing was little guy with the gumption. That's the hanger thing. He left his checking ability back in Russia, for, apparently. For whatever reason, I have no idea. I mean, yeah. I was not a fan. I, 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 I hate that he abandoned the team for money. Yes. But Thank you. Besides, besides that, three years later, he's come back. He's not the same guy. Yet, yet, without seeing him play other than a single game, we gave him another three-year contract. Yeah, uh, which I never – and a lot of money on top of that, too. Like, it's different than a three-year more, deal. More like, than we, he was owed from his arbitration deal. Yeah, a lot more. So, I don't really get it, but – I said, you're able to fix one mistake. I don't know how many mistakes Armstrong can fix right now. You're able to somehow fix the Yori Laterra mistake. To sell, sell, sell. I I think this team has enough mistakes on it. We need to almost start over. It wouldn't be bad to get some picks because the next two drafts are apparently, at least from amateur scouts and everybody I've seen, pretty good drafts. The guy who's at the top, which you're not going to get, the Swedish defenseman, really good. But there's a lot of guys up there you could possibly go out and get. I'm concerned about the draft. I'd I'd like to maybe sell some of our, you know, more high-dollar players for picks that we can turn into actual bodies from other teams. Yeah. I think during the offseason we could do some trades. We don't have to worry about, you know, necessarily the draft. Yeah. let's, let's, Let's dump the people that are coming off that we've got cap room for. Let's trade a few of the others that we need some cap room for, and let's let's make some trades with, with you know when yeah. we get rid of those people, we get a few picks. Yeah, well, let's let's trade for some guys. It's interesting to see what's going to happen. The Blues are scouting a, a lot ton of teams. Of teams. Uh, Senators, Toronto, but they scouted twice this week. So and the Rangers they scouted three times in the last I think three weeks I saw, 
and they're playing none of those teams the rest of the year. So it's and it's been the director of player development, Rob DeMaio, who's been at these ones. So you gotta think those are the three teams they're looking at. If they make a deal. If. My thing is, if you really are high on the guys that you have in the minors, like the Costins, the Kairos, the Thomas, uh, Thompson, all those guys, you're probably gonna have to get rid of one of them to get this guy. But if you're gonna get a guy, let's shore up the back end. Go get a guy like Ryan McDonough. Yeah. Who's a who's a top line left hand. Like thing, I think Dunn I think Dunn is great, but he's not there yet. If, if we thought we had a legitimate shot at the cup, I'm I'm all for giving up some of those prospects for a player for a rental. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think we, I don't think we have a shot at the cup this year. No, and no, I agree. No. So, I don't think so, we're one so player why, away. So why give up some of these prospects for a rental for one player or maybe two players when we don't really have a legitimate shot? At the I agree. My thing is because McDonough is the one guy who low cap it, but he has another year. So you got all next year that let's see how he does next year. Let's say he's not working out. Then you can ship him off and get some of that back yeah, from somewhere thing, else. Same thing about Hoffman, though. But I mean, it's Hoffman, I like, but none of those guys. I think those guys could be better than Hoffman, so I'd rather hold on to him because there's no point. They got, but I think they got a chance to be Hoffman. Who knows? Right now, Hoffman, you know what he's going to be. He's going to be a solid 20, 25 goal scorer with speed. Okay, but you have Kairu, who who knows? If Costin, who knows? You have Thomas, who has gotten comparisons uh, to mean, Bergeron. fans so have like a tendency to, to get real excited about prospects. And and certainly you need some, some prospects to pan out. But at the same time, if you could trade them for some legitimate players, to me they're expendable. See, I mean, it's, it's, it's a very fine line that you have to watch. I mean, I like prospects... But if, if you can get a good player, but at the same time, we don't, in my mind, have legitimate cup aspirations. Not this, Not year. this year. Not why? This year. Why give up on those high ceiling guys for maybe another round? Maybe. Right. Agreed. Yeah. So as a point, like this year, I think it's here's not a lost year per se, but a not year, yet, not yet. But I think it's a year that you had a chance I, I because I think there's really no guys, blow away, there's no blow away team in the West. Like Nashville is good, Winnipeg is good, but I think I'll be beatable. honest. Right now, I think I would rather be one of the wild card teams than finish second or third in the in the Central because I would much rather take on a Vegas team or a Winnipeg team right now. Because I, I really don't think Winnipeg is going to stand the test of time when you get into the nitty-gritty this season. And as of now, knock on wood, we seem to have Winnipeg's number this year as opposed to seasons past. I think we're like 2-1. I have to look at the exact one. But I'd, I'd, we played well against sure Vegas. i Winnipeg than Vegas. I would be with, with, uh, with uh, Las Vegas. I, I'd rather face them. But, you know, yeah, I, I think we have enough talent. If, if we got rid of a few guys, we've got enough talent in the minors that we could make that first round, maybe even maybe even win the first round and get to the second round. But I don't think no matter what we do, are we going any further than the third round. Oh, sure. So, no, I have 100% so on that. So why, why, why sell the future? So here's my one concern with us being a team that sells at the deadline. that The three of us are hockey fans. Like I would say that we are more than the casual Blues fan. We have podcasts. We have a Twitter page. Like we're season, season ticket we're, holder as well. We're we're invested in this team. Yes. 
my worry is that the perception to the casual hockey fan, if this team sells, is that, well, it's time to give up on the Blues again. Because it, it, until this team wins a cup, and we're ne- this team will never be in this city with the St. Louis Cardinals is, but until this team wins a cup, they are always going to be that other thing that happens down the street from Bush Stadium. You're, you're saw absolutely it right. That's the unfortunate reality of what I was talking about earlier is 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 the management the right management to get us where we need to be because I, I, I think sometimes they're worried about the public perception than they are about what is the best way to get us to the cup. Yes. And and I think you're you're exactly right. They're worried about if we would sell this deadline, would we lose ticket sales because it looks like quote unquote we're giving up. When it when when if you if, if you have, if you're a smart hockey fan, you're seeing, oh okay, we don't have as realistic of a chance this year, but if we do our assets right next year, right looks really good. Do you think that part of the reason they they make deals based on the perception of the ticket sales is are they still under that terrible contract with the city where they essentially don't make any money? Until this team advances into like the second oh, round, absolutely. because they don't get anything from parking and they don't get anything, anything from, from concessions. Concessions, concessions exactly. was a distributor. They didn't check it. He basically said, "Give me the money up front so I can get back some of my equity back." Yeah. And so that when that out, that's still a couple of years away, to my knowledge, at least yes. two or three years away from right. up again. But the other thing that's coming up soon, which now is in limbo due to the whole merger with Fox and. Disney right. was Fox Sports Midwest contract was coming up. The Cardinals made bank on yes. that, mind you, and they should because they get huge ratings off that. The Blues been doing record ratings in the last three years, but it's they, hockey. But it's hockey. You're not going to get baseball money, but they're due for a boost. Sure, but so now that's in limbo because who knows what ESPN is going to do with all the markets now? Are they going to do individual markets like they have been? Or are they going to put everything under one like ESPN two and just throw everybody there? Until the they, through, they don't know. Yeah. So who knows what they're going to do? So this team like needs to make the playoffs right now to get into the black. Yes. Last year was the first year that they made money because uh, with my interview with Ms. Kara Spencer that I found out that they finished in the black last year. Not much. It was a couple million dollars that they reported, obviously, to the government that they reported. It was like 2 or $3 million, but it's 2 or $3 million. Sure. Compared to when this team was losing 40 $45 million in the well, check-ins era. You know? and, and, and obviously we don't have enough time to get into finances, but it, it's it's when, when you get to that level of finance, you're talking about multi-layers. Oh, Who see. owns what company? Yep. You know, is, is the Blues are one company. The Scott Trade Center is another company. Mm-hmm. Where do you ship the income? Where do you ship the expenses? Okay, well, Blues lost money, but Scott Trade made money. Right. I, you know, we get into the whole layered thing of that and, and you've also got equity it's like okay well we didn't make any income for this year but the value of the team grew so if I sold it even though I didn't make any money I would make money selling the team it, you know it, it, it's, it, it's all kind of numbers games so you have to be very careful about how, what, they, what they say there so but, but having said that it, 
you're right. I mean, this team does, in, in a middle market, does have to worry about annually making money. Yep. Um, it, I, I think we're in better position than we were with check-its that some of these people have a little bit deeper pockets. Uh, but we're spending the cap, and we're probably not a cap market. Yep. Um, so, so, so they do worry about things like that. Right. Which is another reason why but, you might not want to sell on prospects because then that's cheaper cost on players. But is that really killing our chances for a cup? Yeah. Are, 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 we, are we selling our short-term, you know, uh, are we keeping the fans happy? They're buying tickets. They're coming to games. But are we, are we selling that as far as that's not the best way to get a cup? Right. So who knows what's going to happen. Blues are about, uh, help me out here, halfway. Halfway, halfway through the third. third. Down one nothing. Hopefully things work out. And they're going to call it a wrap on our 100th podcast. Maybe watch some of the game? We'll let you watch some of the game. All right. Here. So once again, Mr. Blues Hat, thank you for thank being you here. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And also, once again, it's at Mr. Blues Hat on Twitter. You probably if know that already. If you're a Blues fan and you're not following them, you're man, done. you're missing out. What the hell is yeah. wrong with you? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, thanks again for coming. Thanks again for coming on. I appreciate thank it, man. Appreciate thanks, it. guys.